Are you looking to level up your author business? Are you pounding your head against a wall, wondering what your next step should be? Then join me, Daniel Wilcox. And me, Sasha Black, as we haul ass each week in a bid to level up. Level up. Come along for the ride as we delve deep into the business of writing, craft, entrepreneurship, and every level of the author journey. This is the Next Level Author Podcast. Hello, Achievers, and welcome to episode number 44 of the Next Level Author Podcast, a podcast where we hold each other to account and track our step-by-step progress as we level up our author business. My name is Daniel Wilcox, and here with me every week is... Sasha Black. Hello, darling. How are you, Sasha? I am okay. I am okay. I've had a a bit of a frustrating admin-filled week, but otherwise I'm fine. I'm hoping that by the end of this weekend I can have done all of the admin so that next week is a like a majority-filled writing week. Mm, the dream. Yeah. The goddamn dream. Yeah, yeah. Why so much admin? That's the question. I don't know, but my inbox got on top of me again. I've had like lots of collaboration things come up. Um, While obviously they're great, uh, it just creates more things that I need to do that aren't writing. And of course, obviously I want to do lots of them. So they're great, they're fantastic, but also everything that I do that isn't writing, isn't writing. Mm. And at the moment I'm getting maybe five hours a day to work and I'm, you know, I would say I've, well, I've written 1300 words this week and I, that is, you know, normally I can write between seven and 10 K a week. So if that is indicative of how much admin I've had this week, uh, there we go. My inbox still has 26 emails that all need personal responses. Nice. I'm on 32 at the minute. Oh, through those today. Yeah. 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 I uh, started at over 50 though. So, you know, ooh, yeah, I've done it's always, all right. Always a fucking competition with you. Um, yeah. Is it though? <laughs> but no, I, I, I get you. Like some of the, some of the weeks the admin stuff gets on top of you. Like for me at the minute, I, um, like today, well, this week I discovered that I've actually got an extra week to do a um, client project than I thought yeah. I had which was nice because I was getting to the point where I was like, I have nothing left and just running with like no progress. Um, so I've taken the opportunity to actually sort of go a bit easier on myself, but get some of the stuff done that has been just on my mind for ages. So I'm doing a bunch of uh, mailing responders and building them from scratch. I've not really looked at them properly in about three years um, as well. Yeah, they get as... out of um, date so fast as well, mm-hmm. don't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm also doing a load of stuff to my website just to sort of bring it up to scratch and lay foundations for like direct sales and things just to make it a bit more robust so I can use it a lot better. Um, so you're copying me then? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, is it copying or is it just, you know, good business practice? I don't know. We could... Probably both. Yeah. Um, that will satisfy your ego. But yeah, so I, uh, <laughs> I've wow. been taking that just a little bit easier the last couple of days. Um, definitely feel and I feel like I'm presenting maybe on camera a lot better than last week because <laughs> I was I was shattered. Um, and what else has been going on? Oh, so I, I got a couple of book covers back this week. Um, I'm I've got one back for the productivity book and I've also got a new one that I'm sort of back and forth with a designer about for collaboration for authors because I want to tie my nonfiction into a bit more of a stronger branding across the board. Um, so I'm excited about those. And I also pretty much 
scrapped everything that I've done for productivity and started from scratch because I finally got to a point where I know the angle, I know what direction I'm taking with it. And as I'm laying down the word, it just feels so much better than the last few times mm. I've tried to write it. Um, and most of that I just owe to reading <laughs> a bit more and finally getting to a point where I understand because it it's it is the biggest project I feel like I've taken on because I said to you earlier this week that when talking about productivity there's a lot of science behind it and there is a lot mm. of sort of like evidential things that you can get from research and statistics and stuff and I think I was getting a bit too bogged down in trying to be 100% right with stuff and that doesn't mean that I'm basically going to be bullshitting and blustering my way through and saying like this will work when it won't but the point is I want with this book to communicate a percentage of it as a memoir in terms of like this has worked for my journey and my experience of doing these things um as well as some of the sort of more um scientific is the wrong word because i don't want that tone in it but some of the more sort of evidence-based reasons why this stuff works um and also just the fact that before i think i hadn't picked my audience properly and now i have so i know who i'm aiming it to i know who i'm speaking to and that person is me <laughs> Yeah, I think that is so crucial. Like, I can't remember if it was this podcast last week or my podcast, but I was, I've was i been talking about the fact that I was struggling with the structure of um, side characters. And I've always said, whenever anybody asks me about nonfiction, I always say that structure, that angle that you're, that thing you're hooking it on is the hardest bit to get. And until you have that you can't really shape the book like you can put words down and those words may or may not stay but you don't really have the shape of the book until you and th and this is the thing it's because non-fiction solves a problem so you have mm -hmm. to know what the problem is in order to know the answer of which you are writing the book explaining so yeah I completely get that and and that's the exact problem that I had with side characters this time um, and I now have it also, because I've been doing reading and research um, and also because I've, yeah, I know. And uh, just giving ourselves the time to like, and the permission, this is a really hard thing. Like mm -hmm. I need permission to have another day of reading and I can't quite give it to myself because I've had a whole week of not delivering, but I need another day. Anyway, that's besides the point. The point is it's very, very difficult when you do this full time to give yourself the time out mm -hmm. to do that research and learning and reading because you know, what we do pays our mortgage or pays our rent. And if we don't do that thing that does that, it, you know, it's scary. So yeah. And yet, you know, we can't li literally physically can't move on with a project unless we have done that work. So it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it is, it is hard. Yeah. I will give um, a shout out to uh, one of our mutual friends, Chris Kane from the right away podcast, who I basically sent over the blurb of the book to, because when I was coming up with the cover, I sent the blurb over to the, the artist and it was really difficult coming up with the blurb because I didn't have the angle and I sent it over to um, her and a few others. And then she came back and basically went, yeah, this doesn't sound like you. <laughs> and I was like, ah, in okay. Really interesting that you picked that up straight away. So that's kind of played on my mind a lot. And I'm definitely, yeah, I'm definitely in a much uh, stronger position with it. And I've laid, 2000 words on it so far um i'm gonna be cracking away chipping away at this weekend and trying to get another batch of that down before i start working on my next project and yeah i'm excited um what's one thing that you've enjoyed this week so as part of um this fasting thing that i've been doing since december um in january i started getting really cold uh at about two i'd enjoy that too <laughs> 
<laughs> about two to three hours before I end my fast. And it's a sign that uh, my body is uh, sending all my blood to my fat cells to remove the fat cells and convert them into energy and whatnot so I've been getting very very cold feet and very very cold hands and my mom um gave me a pair of fingerless gloves <laughs> which I have been thoroughly enjoying this week because uh, they have saved me from being cold and I tell you what like I don't understand how to be cold. I am not a cold person. Chloe always says I'm like her radiator because I literally just, I billow out heat. <laughs> like any cold bed, you put me in it and within a couple of minutes, the whole bed is warm. Like I just radiate heat. And um, I have never, like I can go out in winter without a coat, not get sick. Um, it's just, I don't know, I don't know, like, what it is about me probably all the layers of fucking insulation I had anyway <laughs> I'm losing some of those layers and consequently I'm discovering what it means to be cold for the first time in my life and um I don't really like it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah thanks mummy for the gloves I love that that's your thing for the week this week um my my thing that I've enjoyed this week was a reminder um which is again because is it a reminder that I'm amazing uh no I don't need one of those I get one of those every time you text me Sasha um I is <laughs> is basically a, a reminder of sort of um just headspace and mindset and um so I, I was basically talking to an author friend this week and she was struggling with the fact that as a parent there's a lot going on as an author there's a lot going on and as I was talking to her I suddenly like reminded myself and realized again that like as authors full-time independent authors obviously there's a lot of elements of our business. There's like the marketing, there's the finance, there's the creation, there's the strategizing, there's the communication. There's like a whole raft of things that we do. And the reminder was that like, if you, if you were running this as a small business, you'd have different people in each of those roles specialized to do each of those things, with the time to deliver all the things that you're trying to deliver. Yep. And I think it was just that reminder that we are one person bands making this happen and sometimes that does mean that progress is a little slower especially like in the earlier stages until you can hire VAs and bring more people into your team but um just I have that, to say, that last was... that last bit just before you get a VA mm. is the most painful and difficult as well because you you it's yeah that's it it is the most painful and difficult yeah yeah um I I, I imagine it is <laughs> no I think you're there hmm yeah you are okay let's discuss after okay. um but yeah so it's just that reminder again because some again like you get to a point where you're like I should be able to do all of the things and then obviously like there are some things you can't account for like a global pandemic and the shift in schedule and you know if the market changes there's all these things you don't have control of but ordinarily if this was a business there would be five six people minimum doing all of the things so just a reminder to people who are trying to do everything that it's okay if you're not right now and also you're amazing and so are we because mm. we do it all and so do you so yeah basically bathe in your fucking amazingness <laughs> wow sunshine from sasha i know wait what no <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay weekly confessional. 
Uh, I will finish Big Magic and read more nonfiction. I finished Big Magic and I am working my way through a book by Mark McGuinness called Productivity for Creative People um, and sort of chipping, chipping my way through that. So yeah, did the, did the things. You yours, what I was supposed to do. I was going to say, I don't have that to hand. Yours was to record one chapter of your audiobook and work on side characters. Yeah, I did record. Uh, I recorded the chapter and I recorded the summary and I sent them to the proofer who has proofed them. Um, and I think there was two or three changes. So I've just got it. I'm, that's on my list of things to do today. But yes, I recorded it. Um, and side characters, I wrote 1300 words, which is very disappointing for me. But um, I also spent almost a whole working day restructuring the book so I mean that counts too even Some though heavy lifting yeah it was heavy lifting even though in like the achiever strength in my brain is like bitch that's not anything that doesn't <laughs> count um but yeah no the uh rational part of my brain knows that that had to be done otherwise I wasn't going to be finishing the book so well done that's a uh, progress uh, just a reminder for people that the NLA challenge for anyone who pledged the things they were going to achieve by the end of January, we are going to um, call those out next week. So if you haven't yet updated us on your progress, there is a post on the Facebook group in which you can just uh, put your comments in, let us know where you're at. Um, even if you haven't achieved it, just let us know the progress you made, because even just moving a couple of steps forward is better than where you were at the beginning of December. Um, and the prizes, just one more time, are one 30-minute coaching call with Dan or a one 30 minute consulting call with Sasha or uh, the runner up will get a signed copy of the anatomy of pros. So get those in because we want to see how everyone's doing. And I will also add just off script that I am loving our Facebook community right now and our Patreon community and just how engaged people are and mm. willing to share their successes and kind of just buoy each other along. And yeah, I think it's just, it's, it's really nice to see all of that happening. Yeah, I totally agree. We love you guys. Yes. And speaking of Patreon, we have uh, no new patrons this week. But for anyone who wants to get early access to the show and get involved in our monthly live Q&As, then head on over to patreon.com forward slash next level authors. And you can get involved there for as little as $2 a month. Uh, I'll level up for this week. I was going to say month then. How often do we do these? Every week. Every week, yeah. And we have for 44 weeks. <clears throat> also, just before you give the level up if anybody is leveling up please yeah. do pop it in the facebook group because i don't think we've got that many level ups left do we no no not for lack of people doing amazing stuff just no just because we haven't pushed you out. to tell us yeah, yeah. <laughs> so tell us drop it in facebook and let us know uh, this week, we're going to go with Scott, who says, uh, I was sitting here thinking, you can't post anything, you've not achieved anything. And this was just for context in answer to what have you achieved in 2020. Um, actually, you should probably be writing right now, then you'd have something to show for your year. Then I realised my sneaky bastard of a brain had decided to remove the fact that I finished writing a novel for the first time this year. My brain had obviously decided I needed to move on from that achievement and thinking about it might make me feel good about myself. The sneaky bastard. So I wrote a novel this year and not many people can say that. Absolutely. Um, I'm away to get uh, another gin and raise a toast to all of our achievements. Um, and again, that's just a reminder that because <laughs> we're, we're terrible for it as well. But, you know, we, we do achieve a lot um, and we need to sometimes remind ourselves about those successes that we have along the way, because I'm very quick to just jump onto the next thing and forget the awesome that we've done. Mm. Mm. um comments oh uh yeah let's do comments and then do the other thing yeah we had a lot of comments so i'm not 
going to be able to loads of comments yeah read them all out uh so i'm gonna i'm going to pick commenters who i don't read out very often Mm -hmm. uh so excuse me we had one from luke condor who says loved this topic it's oddly something i think about a fair bit i tend to prescribe to alan moore's thinking on conjuring that we collectively shape the world through our ideas and our stories. I wrote a little bit uh, about it in a, a book recently, actually, and I hope he doesn't mind me reading this out because um, I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> as a guy who makes things, I'm still blown away by the transmogrification of thoughts, how through action and intent, they can become tangible things we can touch and experience. London was the ultimate example of it, a mass collection of ideas carved out of the ground itself by time and effort people dreamt so hard that they changed the fucking skyline (laughs) how is that not incredible i love that so much oh shit i just came out of the groups now i don't have the um comments (laughs) well while you relook for that well um just for people who might be joining us this week this is in relation to last week's question which was what's the closest thing to real magic oh yeah sorry (laughs) um okie dokie so um Jasmine said, uh, as a kitchen witch, uh, this is a very tricky question, but forget spells and energy work. True magic, the powerful stuff. For me, that's the fact that you can stick this tiny seed in the ground, no larger than a grain of sand, and a whole plant will come out of that and feed itself on sunlight and air. I completely um, agree. I think Mm -hmm. I I just think growth and life is mind-boggling uh juliet fisher says writing wise for me it's finding the flow state where the right words just come it's not until i have a difficult few weeks that i really appreciate it though um big thank you to other commenters edwin uh, victoria lk williams ida carey uh who else hollyline uh, samantha renee faye and meg thank you very much guys um one more shout out before we get into um the main topic is we are coming up to our anniversary of sorts and we were talking a little bit before we started recording um about what we might do for the celebratory episode 50 or episode 52 depending on how this goes um but in short we're not sure how best to celebrate our one year of podcasting so we're going to throw the question out to you guys on patreon and facebook if you've got any cool ideas for things you might want to see um i I literally have sort of nothing at the minute. Like I'm sure I will come up with some things, but if you've got anything that you, you specifically want to see as listeners to the show, then let us know. And also just decide for us whether we celebrate episode 50 because it's a nice round number or episode 52 because that's the actual year of the anniversary. Um, and yeah, that'll be, episode 50 will be six weeks from today and episode 52 will be eight weeks. So there's a bit of time to come up with ideas, but yeah. There is a bit of time, guys. but you know, we have to, like we'll have to plan in and make sure we do like have sorted whatever it is um i can i just promote one thing before we go into the question oh fine <laughs> i'm doing a live q a uh with mark lefave uh mark has uh, been on my podcast he's an amazing writer he um currently does some freelance stuff for draft to digital he's also uh was basically the one of the main uh, drivers of Kobo writing life so um huge huge name um in the indie world and he is co-writing a book with Erin Wright I think is her surname who is the founder of the wide for the win Facebook group so if anybody mm. is wide and wants to sell more books wide anybody who wants to go wide leave KU um this session is for you if anybody um 
is just publishing for the first time and they don't know how to market wide, this session is going to be for you. I will be hosting it in the Rebel Author Facebook group. Um, it's on the 17th of March and it will be 8 p.m. UK time. I'm not going to do the other times because I don't have them in front of me, but um, all of the information is in that Facebook group. Maybe I can give you a link to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because we don't actually promote any of our stuff again. Like this, it's because that's not what this is for, this podcast. But um, also, you know, I the, I think I genuinely feel like this is going to be really helpful for people. Mm. So um, that's why I'm probably going to join. I'm, I'm literally in the process of taking all my books out of KU at the minute. So I'll listen. Cool. I'll be there. Cool. This week's question. Um, very, very relevant. I think one that I've been wanting to ask for ages, but lots of different things might have slowed me actually asking this but the question for me this week is how do you balance parenthood with an author career <laughs> oh buddy <laughs> we don't know and that's all the time we have yeah. <laughs> See <you next> week. <laughs> like this is such a horrible brilliant question because Okay, so I don't know if I believe in balance, which is controversial, I know. I feel like balance is this intangible thing that we place on a pedestal, right? It's like the dream, it's the ultimate goal. But whenever you get to a dream, whenever you get to a milestone, it's never quite what you think it's going to be. And I always feel like that is the case with balance because like, what is balance really? You know, it doesn't, as a parent, like particularly as a parent, but I think it's the case for anybody with either caring responsibilities or just fucking responsibilities. Somebody who works a day job and writes or, you know, whatever, like, what is balance really? Because when you get to, um, let's say you can write stories all day, I guarantee you're, you know, if that's all you do all day, every day, you're going to get to the point where either you burn out, you run out of inspiration and have to go and do something else. Or, um, you know, you run out of stories, you get bored. I don't know, like nothing is ever going to stay the same forever. Like balance is never going to be balance forever. And I think the other thing that balance um, <laughs> or this concept of balance does is it stops us from being in the present. And I, and I reckon that's that almost sounds contradictory to what the term is supposed to do. But it's like striving for this thing that's never going to actually exist rather than just existing in the moment, you know, and like doing your best in the moment. And, and that is all I can ever do with parenthood. So, you know, like I am not the perfect parent. Over this lockdown, my son has had far too much tech time. What, what the fuck else am I supposed to do? Like, I still have to run a business. And if I don't run a business, we're not going to be able to pay the mortgage, you know? So, like, I, I try my hardest to accept that I probably don't really want balance in my life. I just want to love the things that I am doing. And so that means that when I can afford it, I will palm off more of the shit that I don't really want to do like admin um and actually maybe I should try harder to palm some more of the stuff that I am doing off because 
that's balance. That balance is spending as much of your time doing the stuff that you really want to do. And I don't think that that is balance in the way that many people think of balance. Many people think of balance as you only work nine to five, you have holidays here, there and everywhere, but that isn't the job that we have. Okay. We are entrepreneurs. We are going to have to work evenings. We are going to have to work weekends and we fucking asked for it. Like that is what we asked for. We literally said, universe, give me the fucking job that I want. You know, um, I want it all. I want it. And, and our jobs are so all encompassing. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay having to work the odd weekend. I'm okay having to work the evening. What I'm not okay with is being exhausted all the time, not being present and striving after something that, you know, I, I, that society has told me I should want. Like, I don't think my life will ever be balanced in terms of that suburban nightmare white picket fence nine to five job um and that's okay and I know I'll tell you why that's okay because you know um we I will sit down and play bloody Minecraft top chumps at six o'clock in the morning with my son because that's what I can do and that's what I like doing you know I I will we will again have holidays where I don't for the most of it, don't take my work with me. You know, we when I all I bet you take I something do, just in case though. Yeah, shut up. All I can I'm do, yeah, all I can do is be as present as I possibly can be and and keep pushing my business until I'm at the point where I can afford to palm off everything that isn't the things that I enjoy. And you know, I think that is the closest that I can ever get to what people think of as balance. In my mind, I want to play hard and I want to rest hard. And and I don't, balance to me feels like you're taking it easy and you're not, you know, you're just sort of very slow and relaxed. And that's not for me. That's not my life. Other people like that. And that's cool. I go ahead, but that's not for me. That's not what I want. I want to run through my life at a thousand miles per hour, experiencing everything, feeling everything, doing everything, seeing everybody, me, you know, visiting everywhere and absorbing as much as I possibly can of the world and people and 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 everything. And I and I just think that that is very anti, like the dictionary definition of balance. Mm. So fuck balance. That's my answer. Fuck balance. My TED talk is over. You're welcome. No, it was beautiful. I <laughs> I found it really interesting that balance was the keyword that you honed in on. Why? What did you say? Well, oh shit! What was the real question? How do you balance parenthood and then author career? Yeah. Okay. So where does where does parenthood fit into that that sense of balance? Because you're absolutely right. Like the the nature of this business means that balance is unless you're like. Re- ridiculously stringent on boundaries and you're happy rejecting certain opportunities that could make you very good a good amounts of money in a digital economy in a world that is 24 7 mm. you're absolutely right like this this is what we signed up for but where does where does parenthood play into that idea for well I, I i feel like i did try to answer that mm. you know um i think the point is is that it doesn't there is no balance you know you can, in what i was trying to say in one sentence summary is that when I am working, I try my hardest to just work 100%. And when I'm parenting, I try very hard to parent 100%. And the times where that 
um, folds over like homeschooling. Uh, essentially, what I tried to do was um, I tried to reshuffle what I was doing. So in the day I had to do admin. I did, I, I worked on things I knew would bring me money, like advertising my books. Um, it wasn't writing more books, but I couldn't do that with a fractured, like attention span, um, you know, and just, yeah, I, I just a hundred percent for him and a hundred percent for the business. And I get that you can't have 200%. I just guess I'm gifted. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm joking. Okay. I'm joking. Look I, look, I don't think there is an answer. It's fucking bullshit. Okay. Yeah. Like it's really, really hard, but I don't think this is just pandemic related. I think anybody at any point, you know, having a business and, and, and having, um, you know, a, a, a child, it's hard. And ultimately he doesn't get all of my attention all of the time. And that's tough. Like that's just the way that it is. He wants switch games. Therefore I must work you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I still maintain what, what I said. I try to parent a hundred percent and work a hundred percent and at some point in there take five minutes for me. Oh, and this is the other thing. It, I know it will get easier because it's easier now than it was a year ago. Cause I'm earning more in that mm-hmm. sense. Like I've had more passive income streams, but I think we have to work. We have to do the work and go through that pain to get to the point where we can afford to slack a little. My dad talks about this to me quite a lot. And um, it came up like when um, I was still working on the dining room table and I was like, I am so sick of not having a personal space to like work and have an office. And he was like, well, you haven't earned it yet. I was like, what are you talking about? I work my fucking ass off. And he said, I didn't say you didn't work hard. He said, you haven't earned it yet. You have to earn the right to have that space. You have to do the work in order to get that space. Well, we have to go through this, which is the hardest point of owning a business. We're we're broaching that two-year point and we haven't done the work to have seven-figure businesses. We haven't. It's bullshit. It's tough and it hurts and it's exhausting, but you know, he has done the work and he has broken through that barrier. And so he does get to work two or three days a week, you know, but he also spent 18 years working 100 hour weeks. Well, that's where we are. And, and you know, that means that unfortunately we can't, our kids aren't going to get 100 hours of our attention a week. You know, our businesses, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I'm talking round and round the circles or making any sense, but what I'm trying to say is, it's shit. You just have to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. No, fair enough. Um, I obviously like there's a reason that I'm asking mm. this question um, because the particularly this this lockdown has been particularly tough, mostly because um, I moved. I moved like an hour and a half away from my son in order to save money to buy a house back near my son because my parents live, you know, a distance away. And at the time, uh, like, I don't in any way regret the decision because everything was in place. Like, I was still seeing him sort of regularly. Um, I'm saving up money very, very easily now compared to what I would be if I was still renting in a place where I was. Um, but this this lockdown and the school shutting and everything has changed a lot because uh, I do live with my parents at the minute. It means that I am, quote, a bit more available in terms of looking after my son. But what I didn't account for was 
and I won't get into details, but there's a lot of like personal stuff behind the scenes, particularly in regards to like my mum, who is she doesn't have a job. My dad works all the time, and uh, my mum is dealing with a lot of different stuff, which means that a lot of the time it still all comes down to to me to sort out the kid, and rightly so, he's my son. Um, but what I didn't realise, and what I've kind of had to really, really think about and flip my mind on this week, is that out of my list of all my things that I do, and the reason I'm looking after my board is because I wrote everything down uh, this week, um, is put parenting on there as a to-do because it's very, very all-encompassing. Mm-hmm. And on days in which I, you know, I can I can entertain him with the, the his switch and, you know, send him off for a couple of hours to have a bit of fun. Um, but within that, I don't feel guilty because I feel like he's here and I should be spending time with him, but I have to work. But at the same time, I can't get into deep work because I know that every like mm-hmm. five, 10 minutes, he's going to come and show me a wither storm that he's fucking built <laughs> on like Minecraft or something. And there's, it's trying to find for me a routine that works with like me getting my deep work done versus things that I can just kind of like keep simmering along and, and getting on top of. And one of the ways I'm approaching that at the minute is when he is here, um, I've started doing my early mornings again. Cause I'm like, I just have to, I just have to have that like hour or two before he wakes up in which I can just get ahead. So the rest of the day is easier, but then on top of that, you have to homeschool and you have to look after him. So um, like for me, I'm not, I don't really have a definitive answer to this, but I thought it'd be a prudent question because I know we have a fair few author friends who are doing both. Um, you know, the parents who are juggling businesses, some of them doing very successfully, some of them it's a, it's a lot harder. And I think that, I think for me, the big thing this week has just been, and it sounds really awful, but it's just remembering I'm a parent because you, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know how best to phrase this, but yeah, just, just remembering that's a thing. And also it's a, a large part of your time and energy. Cause I've been like, part of the reason I was exhausted last week was just, I've got a six-year-old and I've got a six-year-old at home with me. I've got a six-year-old that normally would be at school with his friends who would expel all his energy onto them. And he's just not. Um, but yeah, in regards to balancing parenthood with an author career, I don't, know that they're and I think you touched on this there's not really a definitive way to answer it other than to make your own way and to remember that like everyone is different and although you'll see things on social media that although you speak to friends that have all these tips that are fantastic and good ways to like balance everything you just got to find what works for you and just the best that you give is the best that you can do I have one extra tip well I haven't really given any tips but I have one <laughs> tip that won't actually work for everybody um the thing that I think is the most draining is task switching mm-hmm. because task sw- task switching as we know has a big impact on the brain anyway but I think there is a higher task switching burden when it's parenting because the the requester has a need they need a piece of you be it energy attention physical love whatever um for those who can compartmentalize i the only way i can reduce um that impact that but like that mental strain of task switching is by like practicing compartmentalization a bit more. Um, and that's one of the things that I try to do, um, including 
opening a box, screaming into it mentally and shutting the door. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like I find when I'm, when I can compartmentalize it, it helps with my focus and just that task switching, like the impact of task switching is slightly less. Yeah. I'm finding I really have to plan. Um, so like, I know that I'll be picking him up again in a few days. So I'm going to have him for a stretch of time. And within that, I am using the next few days just to get all of the admin, all of the things that are like nitty, nitty gritty bits just done and out of the way. So I just don't have to worry about them for like a week or two. And then I can just focus on like, hopefully just one main to do each day. Um, although obviously that you also have to get very, very comfortable. The fact that a lot of the time your day is never going to go as planned <laughs> because you can't, you can't account for all of the different interruptions or different styles and kids being kids every day is different because of however they decide to wake up and whatever mood they decide to be in. So it's, it's tough. Um, I do, I do sometimes have moments where I am envious of people in this business who don't have kids, but then like you say, at the same time, they have a whole mixture of other different um, issues as well that, that come with that. I will say it's uh, give a shout out as well to the guys over at the, the six figure authors. Cause um, there was an episode where they reviewed 2020 and actually part of listening to that sprang this sort of line of thought. And it was just talking, it was uh, Andrea Pearson talking about her experience working while being a full-time mother. And she talks about the sort of thing she's putting in place for 2021. Some of like the massive difficulties of all of that. And um yeah, it's just, it was just, I think it's just helpful sometimes to put this stuff out there and let other people realize that like, it's not just them having to go through it. Cause you've been really quiet on the whole, like trying to juggle parenthood and, and work thing. Like you've, you've barely said anything about it over the last year. So I thought we'd, uh, <laughs> we'd, we'd highlight it here. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, any last points on that? Whatever you are feeling, it's okay. Yeah, we got a letter from, no, my mum my showed me a letter from our local school where the head teacher basically sent an email around to everyone um, just saying like, whatever you're doing, this is unprecedented, whatever you're doing with your kid, even if it's just 10 minutes of reading a day, it's fine. Like we'll send work. Hopefully like the kids can do work, but if you can't, it's fine. Like this is, this is, yeah. Yeah, I think we've gone on about coronavirus stuff a lot. Uh, okay then, so question of the week for next week. Um, how do you balance parenthood with an author career? And can we just add, because not everybody is going to be a parent, can we change the question just mildly? How do you balance parenthood or responsibilities? Mm. Just so yeah. that we include everybody. Yeah. Just note that. I'm going to lose sheet here. Uh, <laughs> how are you leveling up your author business this week? I am going to record one more chapter. And I am going to work on side characters. Okay, I am going to finish setting up my mailer autoresponders and uh, finalize the product pages that I'm working on on my website. Get those done, celeb ready, and good to go. Love it. Beautiful. Um, Yeah, thank you everyone for listening, and we will see you next week. Yeah, we will. Bye, bye. Bye. Hungry for more? If you enjoyed this podcast, you can hear more of my angelic accent and Dan's dulcet tones on our other podcasts. For more of me, check out the Great Writer Share podcast. For more of me, listen to the Rebel Author podcast. We'll be back next week holding each other to account as Dan and Sasha become next level authors. authors.